Okay. I'm back. It's the second episode. We made it to week two of 2024. Uh, give yourself a round of applause. Praise God. If you know him, uh, praise him that he got you through. Okay. Week one of 52 down. Welcome to the Behind the Mind podcast. I am your host, Devin Nipper. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're coming back after the first episode, thank you for returning. I appreciate it. I want to thank all of you who gave me feedback on the first episode. Not just feedback, but you know, taking the time to listen and sharing with me what stood out to you. Uh, that that means a lot. So uh, share it with people. A goal of mine. A little incentive I have for myself is to get uh, socials after I release the week four episode. It's just something to keep me, keep me in it, keep me, um, you know, <laughs> moving forward towards. I am going to keep it faceless. I like this whole Earl Nightingale, Neville, Neville Goddard, uh, fireside chat type deal. But yes, that's something to look forward to in the next coming weeks. Also... I said that I would be using explicit and or colorful language in the first episode. And, you know, if I'm talking and a word does slip up or come out or, you know, if I have a guest and, you know, they're talking, that's just how they speak. Then, okay, I'm going to not tell them not to be authentic, but I will edit the audio. I don't know if I'm going to use the old school beep or just mute it for that word. And that's because when I was uploading the first podcast, I noticed that if the show was explicit, it would be unavailable in some countries and or regions in the world. And since the whole purpose is to help others, I don't really think that would be wise of me to um, exclude people who may need to hear it. So without further ado, I don't really like when people say that, but I just said it. Anyway, let's get right into it. This episode is going to be the first of a mini-series, I believe, and the whole topic is the hardest step or the hardest part in starting, being starting. <laughs> I have no problem, personally, coming up with new ideas and fresh perspectives about a number of topics, but when the time comes to execute, it's been a weak point for me, just to be fully transparent, it has been, and I've noticed quite a few things that have inhibited me from taking that first step. So I can only talk about my experience and that's what I'm going to share. If you relate with this, cool. Let's, let's grow together. So this episode, I'm just going to begin to share and discuss some of those blocks. Um, I'm only going to be sharing about two to three per episode just to keep them within that 10 to 25 minute range. So let's get right into it. Block one is needing or wanting more so to know every little detail before beginning. And as I was preparing this, it began to make sense why that never works. It's because that's how God created. He knew the end from the beginning. So if I want to know the end from the beginning in my own journey, wouldn't that be like me essentially trying to undertake 
a new journey, a new venture with the same level of wit as God. Like, mm, that's crazy. It kind of sounds like pride. Not kind of. It sounds like pride being camouflaged as preparedness. You know, there's no need to get caught up on step 14, Devin, when you haven't even taken the first step. There's grace that God has for you located at the step he told you to be on. I shared last week the whole there and here uh, revelation. So if you don't know the there and here revelation, go listen to last week. Um, So of course being prepared is essential, but I know at least for myself that if I knew everything that would happen to me along the way to God's promises for me, I wouldn't proceed. I'm not even going to cap to you. If you would have told me some of the stuff I would have had to do after I gave my life to Christ in 2019, just from 2019 to 2021, just the stuff I had to do, I would have been like, oh, nah, bro. I'd still be in Virginia Beach. I just, that's it. My life would not be what it is today, and I would not be who I am today. So I'm grateful that God didn't let me know all the details. He doesn't let me know all the details. You know, it's like he's looking out for me by keeping me in the blind to some things. And, you know, with that comes an unknown that brings its own anxieties. But that's where I, we learn to trust and lean on him through it all. Like, okay. Just gonna stay on track. <laughs> um, and this wanting to know all details, like how is that different from the original sin that caused man to fall? Right? Like Eve was tempted in the garden. She was swayed, coerced by the serpent. He was like, yo, God knows that when you eat this, you're gonna become like him. You know, she touches it, sees it's good for food, eats it. Okay, nothing happens to humanity. But then Adam, once he eats it, that's what caused the fall of man. So it's kind of like it's the same trick on the low. Like, it's like, hmm, God, God seems like he knows a lot of stuff. I'd like to know what God knows. Eat the fruit. Ah, dang, shouldn't have done that. So it's just a thought. Uh But this wanting to know every detail can mingle with perfectionism. And that is the second block for me. Perfectionism has been the bane of everything I've wanted to do for so long. That's the exact reason why I'm doing this podcast, how I'm doing it. Nothing flashy. I could do sound effects and all that, but I like the minimal approach. So if I mess up, you can hear it. And I can see that it's not the end of the world. You know, there are things like I I stumbled on my words in the last podcast. Anybody that gave me feedback didn't say, oh, you messed up, right? Like, nah, man, it's not that serious. Devin, (laughs) things don't have to be perfect. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to have a mind where I can take a small idea and expand it astronomically. Like, thank you, God. But when that isn't submitted to God, 
it's not a good time for Devin Nipper. It's not at all. I was in prayer one day and the Lord put it so beautifully. He said, God, perfection made us humans imperfect. And we as imperfect beings constantly try to create something perfect. It's kind of impossible for us to do anything quote unquote perfect without God. But I digress. Like this whole chase of trying to make something perfect, like it gives me a visual and what I see in my head is like someone dangling a carrot or whatever in front of a hamster on a wheel and it just runs and runs and runs and runs and runs, but it, it'll never get it. No matter how close it may be, it'll never get it. And I've been the hamster on that wheel sometimes. It sucks. If you've been, you know it sucks. It's exhausting. Um, I'll get off and then sometimes I'll get back on. But what I've been learning to do is to embrace the imperfection in things. And that helps me to understand that things are how they are because that's how God wants them to be. Him asking or prompting us to start isn't him asking us to be perfect from the jump. And the scripture that I have for this is Zechariah chapter 4 verses 6 through 10 in the NLT, the New Living Translation. And a quick backstory, uh, the Lord's chosen people returned from captivity and they needed to rebuild their temple and their city. But because they were so small in number, they felt powerless and overwhelmed and they faced a lot of opposition internally and in the land. So what uh, Zechariah chapter four, verses six through 10 says, it, it's, um, this is the, fifth vision double check that yes the fifth vision uh, given to Zechariah about a about a gold lampstand and uh, some olive trees so okay verse six then he said to me this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel it's not by force nor by strength but by my spirit says the Lord of heaven's armies nothing not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way it will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it. May God bless it. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple and he will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Okay. I wanted to give six through 10. Most of the time when I hear this passage of scripture, it's just verse 10, but that's what also what I'm going to, what I'm going to hark on. Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. That's it. He's not asking us to be perfect. So just shut up, sit down and do what he's telling you to do. Obedience, right? Perfectionism. I I could do a whole, I'm probably going to do a whole podcast 
episode on perfectionism. But for me, I learned that it was tied to performance. And I've had to learn, and I'm still currently learning, that God isn't asking me, us, to perform, but just to simply live in obedience. You know, and if we tirelessly labor, trying to change things that aren't meant to be changed or even out of our control, then that means we have issues pertaining to control, which is block number three. Control. Are you a control freak? Are you? Are you? Be honest. Because I know in certain areas of my life, I definitely am. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I want stuff to go my way. I, I just do. I don't even like saying that out loud, but I have to be honest. The lack of control over the outcome ties into wanting to know every detail and perfectionism. But it also introduces another layer that I think is more um, aptly titled uh, a lack of trust. And I see this as twofold, right? On one hand, a lack of trust in God to do his thing. And why was this an obstacle for me? Um, because once something is out of my hands, I can't affect it in any way. And that's, that's kind of scary. It's like, especially, you know, being a, uh, a creative, putting stuff out there. It's like, Ooh, this is like vulnerable and people can rip it apart. That's scary, man. But that's just an area where I and other creatives or, you know, anybody in general has to trust God to do his thing. Um, Anyway, so if things are going, quote unquote, bad, or we'll call that undesirable, then there's little, if anything, I can do to change things or we can do. When I say I, just understand I'm talking about a collective we, but I'm just sharing my experience. I don't really want to project anything on anybody because you might not relate to this, but I do want you to feel included if you are. So just that little tidbit. But on the flip, if things are going great, then there's really only so much credit I can take. And that sounds just like pride. I did not plan to talk about pride in this section, but God will have his way. Right? I was just singing that song yesterday. Have your way, have your way. Good Lord. This lack of trust in God to do his thing can be a result of trauma or um, betrayal committed against us by our worldly parents, especially our father, or people in our life. And it's not fair to treat God like this at all. You know, it's like being in a new relationship with someone and constantly projecting what went wrong or any unhealed traumas with our last partner onto our new partner, boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, that's just not cool. But I'm guilty. I've, I've, done this to God he's he's always always pulled through for me but for some reason I just have I have to try and wrestle him along our way I I have to I have to I have to you would think five years in this I've like almost learned my lesson I don't know I don't want to see the grade in that class but that leads me to 
Romans 4 in the message translation, the MSG, the good stuff. I'm just going to read some highlights that I actually have highlighted in my physical version of this Bible. Um, this is in just verse one. Through. I'm, I'm just going to put all the scriptures I reference from now on in the show notes so you can go and read them for yourselves. Um, Romans chapter four. Abraham entered into what God was doing for him. And that was the turning point. He trusted God to set him right instead of trying to be right on his own. Oh, man. If you see that the job is too big for you, that it's something only God can do and you trust him to do it. You know that uh, which you can never do for yourself, no matter how hard and or long you worked. That trusting him to do it is what gets you set right with God. It's the one who trusts God to do the putting everything right without insisting on having a say in it. That's a fortunate man. And that just, oh, geez, rips me up. Uh, Another one. This is verse 16. This is why the fulfillment of God's promise depends entirely on trusting God and his way and then simply embracing him and what he does. And that whole, the fulfillment of the promise depends entirely on trusting God that Hold on. Leads me to Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15 in the message translation, MSG. Once again, God, the master, the holy of Israel has this solemn counsel. Your salvation requires you to turn back to me and stop your silly efforts to save yourselves. Your strength will come from settling down in complete dependence on me. The very thing you've been unwilling to do. Pride, 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 pride. Ew. Ew. And it seems so fitting to talk about it right here. And I did not want to bring it up. Um, Let's see. The definition of pride. Wow. Is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those uh, to someone they're closely associated with or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired, admired. Uh, Another definition of pride is the quality of having an excessively high opinion of oneself or of one's importance. Hmm. So it's pride that makes me want to be in control. And that line, that line was never drawn. I never really connected those dots before this. Dang. And it's that same pride that wants me to share God's glory. Just saying that out loud is so disgusting. Makes me want to vomit. I don't want to be this way. I don't. (laughs) 
It's been making it so much harder for me than it needs to be. I'm going to have to go talk to Devin the Little Boy about this one. That's... Forgive the long pauses. Um, that's just really sticking with me. Mm. Pride, bro. Dang, I'm so sorry for the, that, that, that just really hit me. That's, that's disgusting. Dang. <laughs> it's real time. This is real time. Oh my gosh. That is so ugly. That is so ugly. Oh, man, I, I, I said I saw this control thing as twofold. And on the first hand, it was a lack of trust in God. And uh, on the second hand, it's a lack of trust that can come from a lack of trust in ourselves to commit to what we say we're going to do, a.k.a. lack of self-control and or discipline. Uh, I can't remember who said it. I really wish I did. But I did hear someone say, you're the only person that knows how much you truly lie. That's kind of a, is that an oxymoron? Truly lie. Um, anyway, it stuck with me because it's true, you know. Made me think of like all the like little lies I've told myself throughout the years. Like, just, I'm going to do this or that today. But, you know, in, 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 I'll end up like finding an excuse or a reason to not do it. You know, it can be something so small, like, oh, I'm going to call the bank at lunch. Ah, I'm just going to do it another day. What? Dog, you know you need to call the bank. Like, call, call the bank. Anyway, <laughs> um, these, these seemingly little brush-offs compound over time, years, decades, and they cause us to watch the value of our word depreciate in real time to be transparent I said I'm gonna clean the bathroom I'm gonna clean the bathroom today and then I said I was gonna mop the floor downstairs there's a big floor but I'm gonna mop the floor downstairs I'll verify that at the start of the next episode anyway so if we can't keep our word to ourself consistently, then why do we think we can keep it to others, including God, in our own strength? When we've proven ourselves to be flawed and weak in that capacity, that's why we need the Holy Spirit. And God is so cool because look at how he tied that together. What did Zechariah 4 say? Uh, 4 verse 6, what does it say? Not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit. Amen. 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 We all need God. We all need his spirit to lead us to do what it is that we want to do. Uh, the good stuff. The good stuff. So, man, that's it. I, I know this episode is much longer than the last one. And a fair amount of it is probably me paused. Uh, 
stuck on that whole pride, wanting to share God's glory. That's just so disgusting. I don't want to say that again. But to keep it brief, I'm I'm I messed up. This is only the second one. Dang. I don't want to share I don't want to share this. <laughs> I don't want to share this. I this one cut me. And I know I'm gonna be bleeding for a little bit, but I'm grateful and thankful that it's surgical and not murderous. Uh, God, if you didn't know, is a great cardiothoracic surgeon. So if you need one, I know a guy. Um, For the upcoming week ahead, I challenge you listening to this to sit with yourself and see if and how any of these three obstacles have affected you in starting a new journey of your own. Three obstacles being uh, wanting to know all details before beginning, expecting perfection or perfectionism, and the desire to maintain absolute control. If you find that any of these are relevant to you, awesome. I challenge you then to go a little deeper and try to find the source of why. It sounds like tedious work. Trust me, it's not always enjoyable. But you, 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 yes, you, point at yourself, you, look at yourself in the mirror, you are worth it. Until next time, stay beautiful.